0: This is Off The Bench with Jason Matthews. A look back at the week in sport and the big interviews. Yeah, Welcome to it. It is Jason Matthews here for your weekend. It has been a massive, massive week of sport. Of course, the Australian Open. Who would have thought Nick Kyrgios threw to a final at the Australian Open? Or, Albeit it's the, the men's doubles finals with... Uh, with uh, Thanasi Kokonakis. It's been a big week for uh, Ash Barty as well. It's been a massive week for Dylan Alcott, uh, not only his performance at the Australian Open, but also winning Australian of the Year, which was just absolutely amazing. Um, so happy for, for the likes of someone like Dylan Orcott, who's just faced adversity and does it with a smile on his face. He's faced his demons. In fact, um, his speech was amazing.
1: I've been in a wheelchair my whole life. Uh, I was... Born with a tumour wrapped around my spinal cord that was cut out when I was only a couple days old. And I've known nothing but having a disability. And if I'm honest with you, I cannot tell you how much I used to hate myself. I, I hated being different and, you know, I didn't want to be here anymore. I really didn't. You know, when I reached the end of my teenage years, I started seeing people like me. Paralympic athletes like Louis Savage, Kurt Fernley, Danny DeToro, people that are the reason that I got into sport, advocates like Stella Young, they paved the way so I can be here tonight as a proud man with a disability tonight.
0: Yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Makes you well up when you hear that. A very, very proud Australian and a very well deserved Australian of the year in Dylan Orcott's big show today. Chris Nelson joining us. Uh, with some tips for the Sunshine Coast. Uh, during the week, we caught up with Hayden Badge and I caught up with Hayden Kerr, the hero from the Sixers semi final against the Adelaide Strikers. Opened the batting and scored 98. We'll chat to him straight after After that. Uh, who else have we got on the show? Oh, Brett Camorley, very short. We're going to chat to him about uh, the halves combos and how he and Badge uh, rate those halves combos for um, for 2022, of course, the season. Less than 40 days away. Can you believe it? In fact, let's kick off the show with our favourite noddy, Brett Camorley. This is Off The Bench. Uh, this man, uh, one of the great halfbacks to play the game, won a premiership with the Storm. There's this article badge that's blowing up on uh, on social media at the moment that Fox League put out about uh, the best halves combos for 2022 in the NRL, and they've ranked them from 1 to 16. And I thought, hang on, I want to get Badge's opinion and, and Noddy's, Brett Kamali's opinion on this. Uh, welcome to Sports Day, Noddy. Thank you, Jason. Badge, how are we champions? We're very good. We're very good, We're good. thank you. Almost are eight... good, mate. Eight. By the way, boys, 44 days till the footy season starts. There you go. Right It's closing in.
2: We'll, uh, before we do it too, Noddy, you're already involved in the junior reps, so um, footy season's kind of underway for you already, isn't it? Rep season, or the, uh, the pre-season games don't start for a few more weeks or a month or so in the NRL, but you've already, you're already watching games.
3: That's right, yes. Yeah. So I'm a part of the West Tigers for 2022 with the Pathways Coaching Manager. So our junior teams have all started trialling. So we had um, big trials last weekend. Uh, Belmain will play South in Matthews and SG Ball tomorrow morning. And then they, you're right, Badge, they kick off on the 4th of February for their competition. So they play an eight-week competition from the 4th of February. So um, lots and lots of football, but you know, the NRL have been able to continue the game going for the last two years. I think we had a small stop um, after round two or three last year. But all these kids, community sport really hasn't happened, at, you know, in New South Wales f- for the last two years. So they're craving playing football and they're all um, all happily out there running around again.
2: I hope you're seeing some talent. No doubt you will be, naughty And there's a lot of talent on display, of course, in the... Uh in the NRL, a lot of young players as well. When we start to look at this list, there's some very experienced halves, but there's some, some quite young ones as well. I know you, you're driving, you can't see this list at the moment, but you have yes, been through, through it. it. Yeah, um, But yeah. they started, the list starts with number one ranked, and I couldn't argue with this, because uh, it's not just about the talent of, of the, particular, the individual player, this is as halves pairing, best halves pairing. So how do they combine together? And of course, it's the, uh, the Premier's, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai uh, th- uh, that are at number one. You wouldn't argue with that, would you?
3: No, I wouldn't argue that. But and, you know what, Badge, the good part about that combination is that they've actually come through all their junior football together as well. So it's not only they've got the NRL and now they've played you know, two or three years together. They've actually played six or seven years of football together. So it's you know, it. creating combinations. Um, the New South Wales halves pairing for... for of origin and, and they complement each other because Jerome Luai just literally sits on that left edge, got a great, you know, short side or combinations with Kikau, our, uh, our little little grubber, and Nathan Cleary. You now I think he's played about 120 first grade games now, and he's, I think he's the premium player in the competition or the most consistent player in the competition. So you don't have. I know we're we're talking about the halves here, but. You got to have the halves, and you got to have the one, and you got to have the nine, and now jersey thirteen is very, very important. Otherwise, you do not compete and win premierships.
2: Mm. Noddy, how much how much um, weight do you lend to uh, that time spent playing together for these these combinations, whether it's as juniors or you know time together in the seniors? But how important is that for those players in in the halves? But as you said, those other those other key players.
3: Yeah, I think it. You know, every club has their playing style or their structures that they like to play football off. I think it, obviously everyone plays within their shapes and their structures and the roles. But I think if you get a bit in sync with certainly the seven and the six, who they need to be best friends. They need to know when who's going to get the ball and when to play off the back of momentum. So uh, and how to build pressure through a good kicking game because you know it can certainly relieve pressure through a kicking game. Effectively, Nathan Cleary's last three victories last year was built on the back of great defensive kicking game. He just suffocates the opposing on day, and it just allows you to not feel like you've got to come up with something magic to come up with a big play. So um, I, I think time is important. I think too often do we rush and move a player on, or is it you know, or, or is it media pressure that forces the coach to change combinations because you know the NRL is such a brutal game where you need to win straight away and you need to keep winning. But, you know, I I think it takes time to build combinations. I think it takes time to for a young kid especially mm. to come in and play NRL football and then and then develop and have trust and confidence to be able to play it week in, week out as well. It's it's 25 brutal rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no easy game anymore. So um, I find that sometimes, Badge, we're a little bit quick to... Move a player on, or make a fast decision, rather than and and especially when they are kids, rather than just going. oh, mate, you know, you haven't played NRL football for, you know, in the last two years. I really, I'm a, I'm a big believer that the kids will be consistent once they've played about 50 first grade games. Okay. You know, and and then they know what it's all about. So sometimes you've got to be patient, unfortunately, as a yeah, fan or as do. a. As a
0: member of a football club. Gents, can I just quickly run through the uh, other... I'll just run through the top. You've got Storm at two, Seagulls at three, Eels at four, Roosters at five. I don't think anyone can... You know, you could probably change the order of those a little bit, but no one could probably argue with that top five. You then surprisingly have the Rabbitohs at six. Blake Taff and Cody Walker teaming up for the first time. Warriors at seven. Ash Taylor and Sean Johnson... And then the Tigers, uh, you got Hastings and Luke Brooks at eight. The list That's goes. That's where
2: my alarm my alarm bells go off when you say so the Warriors at seven, when Ash Taylor and Sean Johnson have never played together, um, and Sean Johnson, one of the best players in the combat times. Ash Taylor still a fair bit of work to do if he's going to play at 5.8. So I'm just oh, that would be my first big question mark.
3: Noddy, where are you on that one? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Ash Taylor was that premium under-20s kid five or six years ago, but hasn't sort of turned into that quality first-grade football player. So, um, you know, Sean Johnson at the Sharks was wonderful. Um, so you'll have to go home and be the star. You're right. I even think, like, Cody Walker did such a wonderful job last year. I think they've got the best left-edge attack in the competition. But I think they forget how much of the game management and how much of that kicking game Adam Reynolds presented for South Sydney, so Blake, mm. again, we go to Blake Taft, who did a wonderful job at the end of last year and did very, very well, but is he going to be able to just fit into that spine and, you know, dominate Cam Murray tell Damien Cook when he wants the ball and tell Cody and Latrell Mitchell, no, no, you're not getting it yet, I'm going to play another option mm. I, I think they think that they just can replace Adam Reynolds with a young kid and nothing will change, so I I agree with your comments, Badge, about the, definitely the Warriors, who are already, already a, a an inconsistent football club and they've never had that great consistency with a halves combination. Uh, I, I think that, I'm I'm thinking now, well, the two that I think are probably further down than they should be is Cronulla Sharks and the Brisbane Broncos.
0: Well, they're at 11 and 12. I was yeah, going to ask you about that. You've got the Sharks.
3: I, I, I'm quite happy to put, I, yeah, I reckon they could, they could both sit a fair bit higher. Um, you know, I, I think Adam Reynolds is going to do a wonderful job for the Broncos. Um, you know, I, I've I think it's important to have a quality number seven, who actually, or a number six. One of the two's got to be kick the ball ninety percent of the time, a genuine game manager, and someone that can just keep the, the team calm. Like Keeper croc made a career out of being the best game manager and the best kicker in the competition. Mm. You still need to have that in this game, even though there's sixty goes and fast play the balls.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It will, and some sides don't have it and they get through, but I don't think they win the big games. I don't think they they go all the way. Uh, how, tell us about, because you're involved in the Tigers system, Noddy, um, Jackson Hastings, uh, Luke Brooks starting at seven and likely Jackson Hastings at number six, who's just spent, what, four or five years over in the UK, uh, matured, come back a much better player, we believe. Is he is he a 5'8", a or is he uh, trying to fashion him into that, Position and more, more of a halfback.
3: I believe he will be the 5'8 for the for the Tigers. Uh, Luke Brooks, game manager. Uh, people around him now. Dane Laurie again. The importance of Dane Laurie being a first, you know, second year first. Yep. You know, played a lot of fullback in England as, as you said. Had some great success over there. So uh, I expect some things of Jackson Hastings. Um, it'll take pressure off Luke Brooks because he's a. He, Sydney cops a fair bit of pressure uh, and a fair bit of criticism for sometimes not being involved or coming up with the wrong play so uh, expect a big year from Luke Brooks and I think Jackson Hastings will be one of the buyers of the season
0: Hey Noddy, I know we can't fit everyone into the top 8 but the Bulldogs in 14th with Matt Burton and Jake Averillo, do you think that's a bit low? Uh, Matt
3: Burton's a quality player but hasn't played 5-8 or half back for the last two years because he's played in the centres at Penrith so I think, I think the Dogs fans are all super excited, but I still think that they don't have the spine to make the eight. So I think, that, like, who's, who's going to play fullback for them and who's going to play dummy half for them? I know they get Reed Marnie in 2023. Um, so that makes... And if they get Matt Burton developing that player that he, he's going to become, um, they'll be thereabouts. But you just said the, the top eight is so hard to get into. Who, who of 2021 is not going to make the eight in 2022 for all these other sides to make it? Yeah, well, and what
2: I love about this whole conversation is under the radar, the Raiders, Fogarty and Whiten, (laughs) New halves combination, I can see this working beautifully. (laughs) Noddy. He's just we've lost him. Oh, I He's was just one, I
3: though. was just wondering when what the wooden spoon, I was wondering when what the wooden spoon. Like <laughs> well,
2: please don't I do you, that because we I know you, you, about, you've nailed you nailed the Broncos a couple of years ago, did to the wooden spoon, and they got it. So yeah. I did, don't, don't I did,
3: yeah. yeah. Hey, well, uh, well, the other thing about the uh, let's talk let's talk about the Titans though as well. Obviously, oh. they've they made a the big decision to move AJ Brimson to five eight, Toby Saxton in the house. But what about? What about the development of of um, Jaden Campbell? Like that's a good yeah.
2: line, isn't it? Yeah, I think that could be very, very good. Yeah, that's um, that, 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 that. For mine's a good move, and AJ apparently he's played a fair bit of junior footy in there. He's very robust too defensively. So uh, I hope that works for him. Yeah, and young Toby Sexton a lot of pressure
0: on his him. Though. Belt a lot of pressure yeah. on Sexton. Yeah, for I a think kid. He'll be, uh, yeah, all right. Listen, mate, we better let you go. You've got training. What sort of training are you doing? You are you still doing those uh, step aerobics classes, Noddy? No, no, no! I did Sandhills this
3: morning with one of my daughters, and now I'm at um, I'm at Liverpool Hillier Oval for uh, our Harvey Norman
0: Women's team for the West Tigers. So, Jesus. being out here tonight. Do you ever stop? Stops. You're a very Never very stops. busy man, aren't you? All right, Brett Kamali. Love this game of rugby. Ru- love That's rugby what league, gentlemen. We love. That's him. why they
2: call him. That's why they call him. Not even he gets home after training. <laughs> he just sitting
0: in the lounge and the head's dropping. <laughs> and mate, have you? Seen, uh, yeah. Is is, is, the- is it a touchy subject? Have you signed on for NRL Nation again this year, mate?
3: Oh, I I've had a chat to Jeremy Markham, and, and and I'm trying to get some of Badgers' money because apparently. Good
0: luck. Offers. Yeah, it's very hard to get yeah. money out of badge, mate. Good Join luck. Join the that. queue. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Cavalli, thanks for reviewing those halves, <laughs> halves pairings for 2022, mate. we'll catch up with you once the footy season gets underway. 44 days to go, boys. How exciting. Billy.
1: Yeah. It, men. This
4: is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench
0: NRL. Um, the Richies. I love seeing them at the tests. Um, the second day of the test matches. Obviously, they're in their beige, their off-white, their cream-coloured suits with their microphones and their wigs. Uh, but, Badge, they're... Not pe- their real hair? No, it's no, not. No, it could think. be dyed. We'll talk to someone from there in just a sec. Uh, they're petitioning the Prime Minister to have a day set aside for the great Richie Benno and... Co-founder of the Richies, uh, Michael Hennessy, joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Michael.
5: G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, this this is good. I, I want to ask you a question about the uh, the your favourite cop show. Yeah, your favourite cop show straight off the bat. <laughs> I, I uh, put a vote in for Chips. I think. Oh, mate. There you Ch- go. Chips was beautiful. <laughs> you blokes so all want
2: to ride big bikes, didn't you? With
0: Absolutely, that was hilarious back who, in the day. Who was the blonde-headed chip guy, though? Uh, Eric Estrada was the dark-headed bloke. Who was the light-headed, blonde-headed guy? No one knows him. The other guys. It was Eric Estrada and the other bloke. Who is the other bloke? Maybe our listeners know. Oh, four, five, Keep seven, seven, three six seven three six. <laughs> Doctor Google is. Uh, sort. I wanted badge. I wanted our listeners to be involved in the show and let them work it out.
2: Yeah, not okay. you do it. Okay, I'm just going back to the Australian
0: Open results now. Okay, good on you. Well, um, this we'll get to the Australian Open in just a sec. Alex Demonor in action. Uh, Michael, you are the co- co-founder of the Richies. How many members do you have? Because this thing's exploding every time I watch the cricket. There's more and more members.
5: Oh, absolutely. We have, we have probably uh, about 20,000, 22,000 followers on, um, on Facebook and, and some more on Instagram. But each summer we probably get somewhere in the vicinity of about 1,000 to 1,500 coming along on day two in the, the cream, the bone, <laughs> the white, the white, white <laughs> the <in> the beige. <laughs> so how many, how many years has that been going now? We started back in 2009-10 just with me and a couple of mates that I went to school with and uni with, and it was 10 of us, and then it's just grown from there. And now we're now we're going to day two of each test across the summer. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's gone quick, and it really shows how how much love there is for Richie out there.
2: Are they like is it like the Blatchies Blues at the uh, at the footy? Um, do you do you have to register to be part of it? Do you, are you part of a club? Do you meet beforehand? What
5: what goes on? Yeah, to, be, to become a Richie absolutely. That's right. Yeah, no, that's right. There's a big part of it. So you sign up beforehand and we have a package where you get your your Richie's wig, your microphone, a, a lapel sticker and a song sheet. We have a, a pre-match function where we all sort of get into character and have a couple of cold drinks and a brekkie roll before we head off to the cricket and we've got three trumpet players, three fantastic trumpet players at each um at each test and and we'll practice a few of the songs. We've got the the song sheet that we call the Benno ballads ready to go. So, yeah, it's a bit of a process. It only takes a couple of hours for people to really come out of their skin and and get into perfect Richie Richie position.
2: A couple of hours or a couple of schooners. Yeah, I'd say what's are that you... tied in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, now I love the fact that you guys have got songs and you sing because we are all jealous of the Barmy Army, anyway, yeah. The Barmy Army and what they bring to the to the cricket. Um, do you compete with them? Do you you know? Have you found yourself sitting near them, competing and trying
5: to go song for song with the Barmy Army? Yeah, we do. We do definitely. We um, we have a good rivalry with the Barmy Army. In fact, we had a we have a we had a series over this summer. Before each test, we've had, played them in a charity cricket match, we were raising funds for the McGrath Foundation, and um, so there's a bit of rivalry on the field. A couple of you know, two two very amateur sides having a roll in the arm over, and then um, yeah, in 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 the ground on the day, we'd um, we'd definitely go hard. And I think they sort of warm up very slowly, so they're very quiet early on in the day, session one, session two, and by session three. They've all had um, a big lunch and a belly full there. Um, they're hard to shut up in the afternoon, but we probably start hard and, and slow down a bit in the afternoon. So it's interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, um, now this petition you're putting together to come up with a day where we celebrate the great Richie Benno, I, I think it's great. Now, yours is uh, the, the the proposed date. It's 22nd of February 2022, so that's... Uh, two for 22, 22, two, twenty-two, two for Um Now you've put this uh, petition together on on uh, what is it? Uh, change or org? What is or yeah, org? change.org?
5: Yeah, Change org. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'd love to get as many people as we can to sign it. I think you know, as I said earlier, Richie Benno is so universally loved. People grew up listening to him as the voice of of cricket, and even those a little bit older who were lucky enough to see him play when he was captaining Australia and you know, leading the team on the field, know how much he's given to cricket. And, um, you know, it's great to it's great to give him that nod. And with that date, you know, 22-22, it's just it's just too good. It's a Tuesday. So it just felt like it had to be.
0: Oh, I did see on social media, yes. I think it was to you guys, someone suggested the 2nd of April 2022. That would be two for 22. Uh, did you, did I do
5: you, like that too. Yeah, yeah that's a, that
0: is a great date. Have have you have you now yeah, you're petitioning the prime minister? Has ScoMo who loves his cricket and loves his sport, have you heard anything from his office? Is it something that's being considered, or like what level? We does, haven't. What level does it need to get at before ScoMo goes? What's going on here?
5: Well, hopefully, this program is going to be the, the springboard <laughs> we need to get it in front of him. You know, hopefully, this is where we where we really elevate things. But it's, we've only just started it last week, so it's it's brand new. We've got I think we've got three or four thousand signatures already, but it'd be great to get twenty two thousand plus. <laughs> and then um, yeah, take it to Obviously, it's February we're talking about twenty second of February, so a little bit of time to get some more signatures and get it in front of him. But I think it it'd be great to to have Richie recognise and and make it an annual celebration. We've We'd like to do a few other things. We're going to have some some backyard cricket games, or street cricket games, beach cricket games, that sort of stuff, and you know, a bit of a bit of a get together from some of the the, the core Richies. You know, raise a glass to the great man. But I think it'd be great for, for people, you know, wide and far, to be able to celebrate Richie Benno Day.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think we'd all that'd be fantastic. Oh, I'm just wondering because we're talking about injuries, and Woogie's got a sore neck, and I've got a sore rib and stuff. So we're talking about that as well tonight. How do the Richies go? Do you ever have any accidents, injuries,
5: dramas while you're uh, out there doing your stuff at the tests? Well, yeah, I mean, the vocal cords get a bit tired after a day of singing, but I must admit, when we don't play cricket very often these days, and then we roll up for a charity match against the Barmies, and I haven't played cricket since last year when I played, and hmm. you bowl a few overs, the, the body's a bit sore for the next few days, that's for sure. I keep thinking, oh, I should really get down to the next, next before next year, but then you don't, and you turn up for the day, and the the competitive juices go again. And um, so, yeah, definitely feel it after bowling a few overs that it's been a a while between drinks.
0: We're chatting to uh, Michael Hennessy from the Richies on Sports Day. Michael, did you – was it you guys that Bob Hawke sculled a beer with at the cricket a a year or two ago? Was it you blokes?
5: Yeah, it was a little bit longer than that. It was probably about six years ago, I reckon. But, yeah, it was down down in Bay 27 at the SCG. There's actually some corporate boxes behind. Um, so he um, and he wasn't in that box. He was somewhere else. But he popped down to say good day, and um, someone kindly gave him a beer. And he was so good to, uh, as he always did. He, he, you know, knocked it back pretty quickly to the to the cheers of all the richies. So it was a, it was a classic moment. It was an iconic moment. It was brilliant. We, we loved it. And um, actually, we have a bit of a tribute to Hawkey, um on day two. So he's he was the 23rd. Prime Minister of Australia. So the 23rd over of the day on day two, we always sing yeah. um, "Waltzing Matilda," which is one of his favourite songs. So that's our that's our standing tribute every day two. You'll hear just it's normally late in the first session on day two. You'll hear us all get up and sing "Waltzing Matilda" and uh, have a have a sip to to Hawkey.
0: You know what I love about this the heritage of the game and you know our Prime Minister uh, Bob Hawke, arguably one of our greatest Prime Ministers. It's it's been. It's been respected and remembered. I love that. Jesus if Hawkey, I can't help but think, Badge, if Hawkey was Prime Minister right now, this would have been signed off. Oh, it'd be, it'd be done. It'd ago. be sorted out. Hey, Woogie, you, you wanted to know,
2: could you make your own uniform and just dye your hair <laughs> grey? And, do you get, did anyone try to sneak into it? Do you have any dodgy riches? That t- hey, can, you, you know you, I know you said you, you sign up and you get your wig and your microphone. Did you start out a bit like Spider-Man with a really crappy outfit and it's just improved from there?
5: Yes, exactly. How did you know that? So we, the first year it was me and, and, and um, a couple of mates from school and, and uni and we sort of, we would all got the jackets and I thought like, oh, we'd get some wigs and we just sort of scratched around and saw, saw, look, found a couple of some um, wig shops and they were, they were a little bit ordinary, though, a bit of a comb over, almost looked like we were trying to take the mickey out of Rich and um, say he was bald but they were pretty bad and they'd blow all over the place and I thought oh, we, we should make some microphones so went along to Clark Rubber and got some foam and sort of colouring in the nine dots and the number and, you know, the handmade... took us all day watching the Boxing Day test to, to sort of hand-make ten microphones. And then over the years, we got better and better at, at producing them and they got, you know, they got they got better along the line and now we can we can get them... we got inflatable microphones sort of mass-produced, which makes things a lot easier and I can actually sit back and <laughs> enjoy the cricket when the earlier tests are on. So, yeah, yeah the, nice. the uniform has definitely improved.
0: Well... <laughs> Whose idea was it, though, to to wear the full suit uh, in the middle of summer and a Richie's, wig at it's the cricket? Cr- idea. Now, now, I know Richie, but, you know, Richie quite often took the suit jacket off when he was calling the cricket. You didn't think of a safari suit by any chance just to keep, you know, to keep the look up? Yeah, look. How do you survive we do get a lot of summer? Questions a bit
5: well, one of the rules is you can't complain about the heat. That's, that's straight out. And I'm we out. also say if... If starkey and, and Starkey and Cummins and Coke can sprint in all day bowling at the top top speed, the least we can do is sit down and have a couple of cold drinks in a suit it's not It's not a big ask, and a it's topic. one day of the year it's, yeah that's right that's right so look it's not that bad it's um you know it, it's uh, it's a it's a tribute to Richie and you and you do it for that um you know we go to the cricket lots of other days, but all the other days is sort of incognito is. You know, in your green and gold or whatever you want to wear watermelon on your head whatever whatever suits but on on Richie day on day two we we go all out and um yeah we we're pretty strict on the uh on the uniform policy but it actually gets a really good buy from everyone and it's you know you're all in it together when there's five hundred of you all on the bay together singing and having a laugh it's uh, it's fantastic
2: and before we let you go young youngest and oldest male and female have you got have you got your, your um
5: um yeah, well, we're pretty much an over-18s event for the, for the men's the Oh, test. that's fair We have enough. done yeah. um, a couple... Yeah, just, just for the nature of the pre-match function and things. We have done um, the Women's Ashes previously four years ago and um, the Women's T20 World Cup, and we sort of had it all ages and probably had a few four-, five-year-olds come along. They, they were great getting right into it, so cool. that was nice. We've had a few... Few in their seventies, few um, Richies in their seventies. One guy go, from Hoogie. Canberra, Rod from Canberra, he's a bit of an institution in um, in the Richies. He comes along on his own. He's been to tests all over the country, and yeah, there's, there's some great Richies around, great stories. I
0: heard would know Gary Belcher if he's from from Canberra. Then uh, you're off to Canberra, aren't yeah. you? Uh, this Thursday for the women's Ashes is that, is that right? Are you covering that as well?
5: We were planning to, but we've we've found it really tough to get everyone. We've had a couple of people, well, more than a couple. We've had a lot of people in lockdown and isolation, um, either as close contacts or actually have, have had COVID cases, and we've had a bit of a trouble. So unfortunately, although we were planning to, we're not actually going to be there on day two. We're we're a bit gutted about that. And the oldies women are absolutely on fire. It's um and, yeah it's it's and a golden opportunity to storm parliament. I can't yeah believe you're not yeah doing it. I know.
0: You've let the team down. Well, maybe mind.
5: we should drive down there on uh, on Friday and, and <laughs> take so.
0: it to ScoMo. Richie wouldn't drive, mate. He'd be flying. So uh, all <laughs> of a sudden you're out of character. Listen, I hope ScoMo is listening to this from his mansion at Kirribilli. Uh, he may be on the way home from the office. or oh, I don't even know if they're in Canberra this week. But listen, we've got to get this happening. Head on to change.org. You're right. There's nearly 4,000. Well, When I looked earlier today, there was nearly 4,000 signatures, sign up, and let's hope we can get a day to remember the great Richie Bano, Michael Hennessy, co-founder of the Richies. Good luck with this, mate. We might touch base with you to see how it's going. Uh, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks so much for the sport, guys. Really appreciate it. No Cheers. worries. There goes Michael Hennessy on Sports So We should get the badges. Do you reckon there'll be a fan of you two, badge? Two, 22. Uh, yeah, we could get three or four. And you just wear 10, a down. big, filthy... Mexican moustache. Oh, that's Sam Backo. He had the big one. He had <laughs> the the I said massive. to you off the air Why I, don't we do the Backos? I Make well, it. I'd love to do this for you and Sam. We could do like an Me origin Sam, tour. Right. Well, no, you're famous for your your Mo and Sam Backo as well. We could have the the badge Backo tour and everyone gets wears a big dirty mo. Big through. Gino had a mo too. There are lots of players that had moes back in the day, but I just sort of hung
2: on to it a bit longer well, than I Well, if
0: I put it together, because I just want to go to the Origins. You just want to cash in. Yeah. You want to sell the moustache. If I, if I call it the Dirty Mose, could you be a, a guest speaker for me? I'll pay you cash. No. no. You don't like cash. No. Though.
2: Much better people could put that together than you, Woogie.
4: This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. The Sixers need two off the last ball. Conway in, Kerr on strike, whips him off the pads through mid wicket. Wells is midfielded. It's gone to the rope. One of the all-time against the odds wins in BBL history. And the Sixers' dream of three titles in a row is still alive. No overseas players, no Josh Philippi, no Daniel Hughes. Silk does a hammy, Henriques does a hammy. They've got a coach as a keeper. <laughs> They've got a bowler as an opener. <laughs> Everything against them. And somehow the Sixers find a way at the SCG. One of the great BBL finals that we've ever seen. That was something that we won't forget for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, and I bet you this man who's joining us on the line now won't forget this for a long, long time. I don't think he has slept so far. He made 98 with the bat last night. He hit those uh, those winning runs. Hayden Kerr from the Sydney Sixers, thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
1: Thanks for having me on, guys. Jeez, that's some um, cracking commentary there. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, Semi Hargraves
0: uh, calling that on SCN last night. You're in the middle of it. Um, can you describe, can you put into words what it was like in that last over?
1: Yeah, it was um, definitely a bit of a pressure cooker situation there. Um, and there was a lot going on around me, obviously, on and off the field there. So... Um, I was just trying to keep it as simple as possible and just focus on what I was required to do each ball, and that kind of kept me grounded and and got us over the line, I think.
2: Um, Yeah, from everyone's point of view, it was unbelievable stuff. He just said they've got a bowler as an opener. You think they'll be calling you a bowler anymore after that? (laughs) What
0: an (laughs) innings. You're
1: (laughs) you're a (laughs) top-class batsman now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, it's been a bit of a, a strange season. I first Came into Big Bash two years ago. No one probably ever remembers that, but I was contracted as a batter and then um, came back as a bowler this season. And then, you know, Fox Cricket puts my stats up. I probably average seven with the bat or something, <laughs> but yet there's a bat next to my name when I'm listed at nine and um, no ball when I've, you know, taken a fair few wickets this season. So it's all been a bit whirlwind. So hopefully I've established myself as a bit more of an all-rounder now.
2: Well, 98 runs last night. Yeah. Um, didn't hurt that last whilst that was incredible that last shot and it went to the fence do you kind of wish it would you'd be able to lift it over
1: the top for a six and get your <laughs> get your ton uh, it did cross my mind as, <laughs> uh, as to how i was going to go about it because at, in the moment i kind of looked up saw 94 and then i was trying to figure out how many runs that we needed off the last two balls and and realized obviously it was only four to get and if i got out then we lose the game so um, the tactic was always uh, a four or two twos and um, that was kind of how it panned out. Got the two and then went for that two on the, the last ball that ended up going through the legs for four.
0: Was, was that the most nervous, that last ball that you've ever been in your in your cricketing career or did you think you had it under control?
1: No, it was <laughs> funny feeling actually. It was almost like I had nothing to lose there. So I felt so free and and not nervous at all yeah. to be honest because... I don't think I was ever really expected to get us over the line from the second I walked out onto that field yesterday. So, I think that was just kind of my, my mantra going into to that game was nothing to lose and, and no fear of failure because you know if you have that fear of failure, you're going to
0: hold yourself back. Will you be um, opening in the final? Do you know yet?
1: Uh, I don't know yet. I'm not too really. I'm not sure how we're going to line up for the final. To be honest, um, with everything that's been going on, but. I'd assume that I'll, I'll still open up with my partner in um, Justin Avendano. I think us two will probably be at the front, and then I'm not too sure how we'll go and line up after that, but um, hopefully we can get as many troops on the park as we can.
2: Yeah, well, still those injury and, and COVID concerns. Can you can you give us any update? Are they all, I mean, we heard the commentator there talk about who they were, but Josh Philippi and, and Jack and Mickey Edwards are all out with COVID. Is that still the case?
1: Yeah, that's still the case, as, um, as I believe. So I think Jack Edwards might have been a chance to come back and that still could be in the works because I think um, you know, it might have been seven days as of tomorrow since he first contracted it. So um, they'll have right. to see how that one goes. But in terms of the other injuries, they'll probably be... You know, assessed over today and tomorrow because they're going to give them as much chance as possible to play. So they're not necessarily going to, you know, rule anyone out straight up today. But we'll all probably turn up tomorrow and, and see how we line up.
2: Yeah, well, the injuries that I've read about, and I know there's been a hell of a season in that regard for for the Sixers and Moses Henriques and uh, Steve O'Keefe out with calf injuries. And Jordan Silk with his hammy. Now, this is where the controversy happened. Were you aware that there was a, you know, I think people have kind of come to terms with it now. But with one ball left, uh, Jordan Silk had only just come on as a batsman, but he had, he'd, he'd hurt his hammy. So he, mm. they decided to sub him off. And were you a bit shocked when that happened when, uh, with only a ball to go?
1: Um, I actually wasn't. What I was more shocked about was that he didn't come out with a runner in the first place. Because, I thought he um, did. So when he was listed down... No, he didn't. So mm. he when he um, came out to bat the first time, there wasn't a runner there. And, oh. um, and he'd been mm. granted a runner for that game because he obviously did his hammy during that yeah. game. So mm. um, that was a bit strange that he didn't come out with a runner. But I suppose in hindsight... It just simplified, um, you know, the field settings for that last ball there when he did come off and they just had the runner standing at the non-striker then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, amazing stuff. Well, it was funny, though. Like, it, it was within the rules and Greg Shepherd was entitled to do that. Even Adam Voger said this morning in an interview that he didn't mind the substitution. He said it was great thinking outside the box from Greg Shippard. So, uh, good on him for that. Um Let's talk about you. You're a now I hear you're a physiotherapist. Not think we've spoken to you before, mate. Yeah. Because I, I, there's, I can, there's a reason why you, <laughs> you need to talk to I normally Hayden, isn't there? Hayden oh, here we go. <laughs> Hayden, there's I normally complain about physiotherapists because you give us homework. I mean, I just I want to go to the physiotherapist, get treated, go home. You take you guys get paid a squillion bucks. You take care of it. <laughs> Don't give me bloody homework, but I think I actually need your help now, mate. I might have to turn to a physio because the chiropractor's not working. He's done his neck. Oh, He's really? done his neck, Hayden. He
2: nodded off neck. and fell asleep in his dinner, and not only did he wake up with mashed potato on his nose, <laughs> he hurt his neck, and it's been like this for a week. Hayden,
0: I've injured myself doing nothing on the couch.
1: That that um, that um doesn't surprise me, to be honest. That's how a lot of injuries actually happen, especially neck injuries. But... I'm not going to give out any unsolicited advice on there. It's been a, a while since I've done some physio work, so I might need to brush up on the neck injuries. So
0: are you just doing the cricket full-time now, are you? Are you just going to travel around and play T20 like a, a lot of the players now?
1: Oh, I'd love to, you know, play as much cricket as possible wherever I get the opportunity. It's something I've been trying to build up towards for quite a while now, and, you know, it's it's nice that I am getting the opportunity to express myself, and hopefully I do. I've taken those opportunities to you know, prove to others that I am capable at that level. So um, it'd be great to get an opportunity wherever that may be. um, State, um, Big Bash, international, anything like that. Well, good good timing. Who who knows what cricket is? Like, I could be back in physio work in three months' time.
0: Who knows? I'll get your card (laughs) off you. Uh, Good timing, though. I mean, with the IPL (laughs) auctions coming up. Mate, they're they're in the next couple of weeks, aren't they? So... You couldn't have uh, you couldn't have made the, the, that knock at the better time, and let's not forget as well. You've been taking a lot of wickets, second to to Peter Siddle. So you, you've been no slouch with the ball this year. You've been fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think um, like the the IPL nomination was a bit of a, a token one from my management team at the at the start. Like it, I'd done quite well with the ball this season, and um, you know it was always the plan to just throw my name in the in the ring at the lowest price possible and hopefully someone might be interested. But mm. um, yeah, you know, it's all about the opportunity for someone like me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just trying to get as much exposure as possible. And like you said, the timing was, was perfect on that one. And who knows, it, it might get me over the line if the, if someone's looking for, you know, a, a replacement all rounder or something like that, but I'm definitely not expecting anything.
2: Oh yeah! Now, if you come up with the with the goods in a, in a big game like that, no doubt at all, it won't hurt your chances. But but even bigger tomorrow, um, the the final against the Scorchers. What what are you expecting from them? Um, a bit tougher than. And I know the strikers have been. They were on a roll. They've been great, but it wasn't the biggest score posted um, last night. Are you expecting even an even tougher match from the the Scorchers?
1: Yeah, i I'm probably expecting something pretty similar to. Uh, When we played them last time, you know, they had a a really good game, um, powerful with the bat and the ball. So um, they're a formidable outfit. But uh, what I will say is that, you know, we hadn't played at Marvel against them in our last fixture. So now we we get to come back to these conditions under, you know, same ground, same team. And we know a little bit more about what's going on and the types of matchups that we might be facing. So um, I believe we'll be better prepared for tomorrow and, and hopefully it'll be a tight
0: game. Yeah, and you've got uh, – is Dan Hughes coming back, mate? I saw him interviewed last night on the TV. Will he be available?
1: I hope so, yeah. I'm sure they'll do another fitness test with him tomorrow, and he's been doing everything he can to get himself ready, you know, all the, the icing and prehab and rehab and all that sort of stuff. So he's um, he's been working overtime with the physio to get himself right Um And I'm sure even if it was a 50-50 call, he's going to make himself available because he'd do anything for the Sixers. So hopefully we see him out there
0: tomorrow. Mm.
2: And of course, chasing three in a row, which is very rare, top level sport um, this day and age. So yeah, good luck. Good luck. It's a massive, massive game.
0: Well, the pressure's on them, isn't it? It's on the Scorchers. They've had an outstanding (laughs) season. I mean, spare a thought for them as well. We spoke about the other day, Badge. They've been locked out of their state and they are fuming as well that they're looking forward to going home and... State being open on February five, they'll have to go home and quarantine and and do all those sorts of things. It's going to be an outstanding final, but no pressure on you guys, Hayden. You you're injury ravaged. You you'll, you'll barely put eleven players on the field tomorrow night. So all the pressure, <laughs> all the pressure's on the scorches, mate. Enjoy it.
1: Yeah, we will. It's exactly right. You know, there's nothing to lose for us, and um, you know, 3 threepeat would be brilliant, but it's definitely not. You know. The first thing it's in mind we're just taking it one ball at a time and trying to present as, as well as we can and hopefully that the result swings our way
0: oh yeah, the hero of last night and sports day hitching our wagon to him as well Hayden Kerr thanks for your time on the show tonight mate and good luck tomorrow night
1: appreciate it guys thanks for having me on
0: this is Off The Bench NRL we'll be back soon
4: Welcome back. This
0: is Off the Bench NRL. Welcome back to it. You got Jason here. Uh, time for a racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Uh, the man who's surviving COVID uh, quite well. Hey, by the way, before we start, how are you feeling, I'm mate?
6: I'm all right now. I've had a, I had a, uh, a test yesterday, Jason. I can tell you that. Um, it came back negative, so I'm all clear now. But do you, you have go, to have
0: – it? A, do, you don't have to have that second test, though, do you? you can just – as long as you don't have the no. symptoms anymore, you're okay.
6: Is that right? After about a week. Yeah, but I uh, – yes, but I have to go somewhere uh, in a day or so, and I didn't want to uh, possibly infect people, so I thought I'd better do the right thing. That's just the sort of guy I am. Yeah, but you still don't sound well. Oh, no, I just sound a little bit uh, bit congested, but other than that, a bit of a cough, but other than that – um I'm fine, man. I can tell you, no problems at all. Still ready to go, rearing to go, happy, very professional, doing what I can to find a winner for the listeners. I gave
0: you an opportunity there just to get out of your dodgy tips at Ipswich on Wednesday, but that obviously you're not Mm. taking that opportunity, are you?
6: No, well, I'm blaming the weather for that. Uh, The the first one was, look, every possible chance, ran second, but the next two, well, unfortunately, the track went from a good four to a heavy ten, and there went my chances as well. So they couldn't pick their feet up, unfortunately, so... We live to play another day. The rain will do that to you every single time.
0: All right. Saturday
6: racing, what have we got? Well, we've got a big meeting at the Sunshine Coast. It's Sunshine Coast Cup Day. That's a listed race worth $130,000. We're back racing at Toowoomba uh, in the Twilight Zone. We're also racing at Bundaberg, Innisfail and Ipswich. There's also a meeting at Ipswich on Saturday. We're not back at the Gold Coast yet, but we will be next week. Now, there's a Sunday meeting program for Bowen, But just uh, keep in mind, that has been postponed to Tuesday, the 1st of February, due to the weather and the state of the track. So a bit of rain up that way. No meeting at Bowen on Sunday. And at this stage, I think that means we don't have a meeting in Queensland on Sunday afternoon. So we'll have to see what happens there. That that may change, but at this stage, there are no meetings.
0: We may have to go and cover that meeting at Bowen uh, because the mangoes, they're nearly as good as the mangoes from my mate's backyard on the Goldie.
6: Yes. Very well known for their, their mangoes, Bowen. I'm not a mango fan, actually, So I think what? I'm not the only bloke in Queensland that's not.
0: No. All right, that's the end of uh, this conversation, then. I don't think there's really anything else we need to chat about. <laughs> uh, you got any tips uh, for Saturday? Yep,
6: yep. Race six, number eight, One Shy Ruby. These are all the Sunshine Coast I think can uh, win. She's going really well, this preparation. That's race six, number eight. Uh, race four, number four, Mushiali. Uh, For Tony Gollan gets uh, in now with the scratching of star Tontes. He goes around in race five. I think it's a nice race for Musiali. Race four, number four. And I would say the Herovian can probably bounce back in the feature race, the uh, the Sunshine Coast Cup. That's race eight, number two. He's he's two runs this time in. He's sort of been a run short, been playing a bit of catch up. This time around, he's had a break and he's dropping back from 1,600 to 1,400. That'll suit him nicely. And any given the ground, which we'll probably have there on Saturday, won't be an issue. So they are race six, number eight, shy, Ruby, race four, number four, Mushiali, and race eight, number two, the Herobian.
0: Righty-up. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Nelson, we'll catch up next week. Have a great weekend, Jace. Righty-up. That's a wrap for off the bench for this weekend. By the way, Sats is back Monday nights uh, with Gary Belcher on Sports Day. Yes, the band is back together, even if it's only for a week. <laughs> the boys are back together on Monday. Uh, we'll catch you then. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.